Hello, hello, hello. It is me, it is me, your True Hill Phenom, SP3, back with another exclusive video, exclusive interview. True Heels BTR, Between the Ropes, with former Impact World Champion, Sammy Callahan, the draw, the death machine. So glad to be speaking to you. You're someone who I've wanted to speak to from Impact for so long. Great to meet you. Hello, hello, hello. I'll do your whole thing. That was a great introduction. People don't know how to do them. I've done a lot of these interviews today, and people don't understand that the introduction is the most important part of the interview. It grabs people in. And you know what? We are ready to go. You nailed it. We're ready to have a great interview. I'm ready to be really hyped, and I'm ready to talk about whatever you want to talk about, Sid. I love the I love the hype. This is why I went to this. Always hyped. Yes. <laughs> Always hyped. Always. I do I do my research and I've seen a bunch of your interviews and your energy. This is the stuff I like to feed off of. But you I'm gotta got to be really tired after this interview. <laughs> coffee, guarantee it. But you got a lot going on, sir. We're on our way to under siege in just a few weeks' time. I see the plug right there. So look at that. That's professionalism. That, that look, we got the production, we got the background. I'm ready to go. I know how to do these things. I'm oh, really I good is, at interviews. All I got is this. I got this from like a shop for twenty dollars. It's a but... big kitty. I like kitties. Not gonna lie. Death machine. Big fan of cats. Used to be a dog guy over the past couple of years. Still like dogs. Big cat guy. Love me a good kitty. See, I'm just I'm just popping you for the kitty. There you go. But yes, under siege coming up, and you are you know it deep into your rivalry right now with the design that's pretty much been Idiots. going. <laughs> Pretty much been going on since December, but you had your big reveal that you've been kind of uh, taking them along on this ride at Rebellion. Uh, first, talk about what happened at Rebellion and you kind of stopping on the seventh step of the seven step process from the design and revealing your true intentions. Look, a lot of people online, a lot of people in the wrestling world was confused. They're like, how would Sammy Callahan join these idiots of the design? They didn't understand what was happening, even though I left little breadcrumbs along the way. Look, I have no problem playing the long game for months. I think I have proven that time and time again. I played a long game and made all those dudes look like absolute idiots just for one moment so I can make Cody Diener think he was in control and then hit him square in the face of a baseball bat. And now, now I'm going to destroy every single one of them. When I am done with them, I'm going to give the wrestling world and the internet fans exactly what they want. And that is no more design. Please. I think we're all saying the same thing. Please, Sammy, do that. But to do that, you're going to need a little bit of assistance. And we've seen you on Impact on Access TV recently going to a longtime friend and a longtime rival, Rich Swan, for newer fans of Impact Wrestling who had, didn't see kind of the story you guys, a great story that you guys told a couple of years ago when you feuded over the X Division Championship. Please tell us a little bit about your history with Rich Swan. Look, me and Swan have been best friends since we are 17 years old. And there has been time frames we have not gotten along, but I feel like that is true friends. Being able to fight, then a couple years later, be right back to being good friends again. And look, our relationship hasn't been the greatest over the past couple years. I'll be one to admit I'm an idiot. I do dumb stuff. I get my myself into trouble. It was one of those things, as you saw on a recent episode of uh, Impact on Access TV, 
like if I'm if I'm gonna go into a war, I'm gonna ask one of the people that may not like me the most, but one of the people I trust the most, and that's Rich Swan. It was announced on Impact's Twitter. It was announced me and two partners of my choosing versus the design under siege in Canada. And I haven't got an answer yet from Rich, but I'm hoping he's one of them. And the other one, not going to lie. I've seen people's tweets. I've seen people speculating. I will give you guys this fact. I've been on the phone with someone that I have known for a long time and someone that I am very good friends with. I'm just saying, London under siege is going to be wild. I'm interested. Wait till you see what I have planned for the design. I'm interested. I'm excited for that. And like I said, your rivalry with the design goes back to all the way in December where you were feuding with then the violent by design. And you had the honor of having the last impact wrestling match for now of Eric Young. Yeah, I beat that dude's ass so bad he got out of the company. He was so softened up that Dina was able to stab him right in the belly and send his ass packing. Like, here's the thing. Would there be a design if it wasn't for Sammy Callahan. All those guys should honestly be thanking me because me softening up Eric Young gave Diener his chance to like turn his entire back and stab one of his best friends figuratively and literally in the back in Eric Young. So there would not be any design if it wasn't for Sammy Callahan. So those guys should be thanking me because they're on TV. They're able to be this cool little group. They're able to have all these idiot minions, NPCs, and yellow hoodies. That's all because the death machine Sammy Callahan. So you're welcome. I appreciate it. I don't know everybody watching. Appreciate yeah, You got me all well. flustered. <laughs> Anytime I have to think about Diener's dumb bald head. Like, what kind of idiot's bald? Like, am I right? Who, who shaves their head? <laughs> I no, would never. I would I, never. I was like, I was like, you would never, you would never do something like that. Never. You know? I have beautiful locks of hair. <laughs> but you, you are known for like these long-term stories in Impact Wrestling. Like I said, a couple of years ago, you and Ritz Juan, uh, you and Pentagon before that. I, I remember going to like Melrose Ballroom and seeing you in great matches with the likes of Brian Cage and people like that. What What is kind of so fulfilling about those type of long storylines and why, why Impact is like a place that's very rare in wrestling that always completes these type of long-term stories? Look, I get bored easily. Like, I don't want to just have a good match that people talk about for one day then another good match comes along everyone forgets about it like i i want to be the guy that creates moments i want to make people feel i don't want to just people like oh that was such a cool move no one want people to leave a show months later and be like oh yo you remember that thing sammy callahan did that that was wild i'm gonna remember that forever like and that's what like made me a huge wrestling fan as a kid not just the matches but it was the moments it was People getting struck with lightning bolts and being resurrected from the dead. It was even an impact, like everything they did with the Joker sting, which is brilliant still to this day. Like it's those moments that are way more important than the wrestler themselves and the matches and the moves they do. Like you can name an amazing wrestler and sometimes you'll very rarely be able to tell anyone like, oh, what's the amazing matches they had? But you're going to remember the moments. You're going to remember how it made you feel. And I still feel what I felt as a little kid right now as a big old death machine. Like, I feel that same feeling. And that's what makes me love professional wrestling. Well, as a little death machine, what do you remember was like one of those moments that kind of hit the light bulb in your head that this was something that you wanted to do? 
Oh, 100% watching Yokozuna crush people's faces with his leg drops. Like so many people that he like put out of commission. Like everyone else was like, oh, I'm a big fan of this guy because he's like a, a good wrestler. This guy. I was fans of like guys like The Undertaker, Bam Bam Bigelow, Yokozuna, Vader, like guys that were larger than life and made you like, oh, that that's different. That is wild right there. That's the same kind of professional wrestler I've always wanted to be. And I've like, really coined myself a being. I find myself to be very versatile. Like, I don't want to just be known as the guy that did one style of matches. I want to be known as the guy that whatever he did was like something memorable. And you didn't do it a great job at that. Bringing up Yokozuna, man. I, I remember when I found out Yokozuna was in Japanese. That was like, <laughs> as a kid, I was like, I don't think, nah, he's, that that dude's a real sumo wrestler. As a, just like the guy like the Undertaker's like, you know what? He's dead. As a kid, I was like, yo, that dude's dead. Not gonna lie. He is not alive. <laughs> but like that's like that's great to kind of find out like what was that moment or it, like how you got into wrestling because you've had such a storied career and built a resume, you know, being in impact wrestling, being on the independent scene, uh being like uh you know known for your death matches. But what kind of made you go into it? Like I know you didn't do it for like a long time when you first started out, but what do you think made you kind of known for that type of wrestling with the death matches? I don't think see, that's where I don't think I'm known for just that style like i i proven that time and time again look yeah. i was a very classically trained wrestler and then like me and mox talked about this the other day like it's one of those things like we want the reason we started doing death magic because we were big fans of the terry funks the mcfoley's guys like that that you were truly afraid of and truly believed in when you're a young wrestler to something like if you look at when we were young we only had a span of maybe like eight months to a year where we did death matches because we wanted people to be like, oh, those guys are crazy. So you always have that reputation. Then you can pull back from that show exactly how good of like now, like people watch you is like, oh, this deathmatch wrestler. Oh, crap. He just had an amazing technical wrestling match. Oh, he just had an amazing strong style match. Like having that aura about you and being able to create an aura, especially a guy like me being my height, being my size, like having that aura is like everything professional wrestling should be. And it's true. You kind of didn't have done every type of wrestling and kind of been everywhere. You know, you had your brief time in WWE. If you look back on that period of your time, and I've heard you kind of say stuff, good stuff, bad about that time period. Now in your career, being such a veteran, what do you think that you took from that time that you're using today? Oh, I don't regret anything about my career so far. Like it's one of those things, like I've learned something from every single place I've been. I've, I've got the privilege of traveling the world, wrestling for pretty much every major wrestling promotion on the planet. Like getting that, like you're going to pick up a piece from that. And like, without all those moments, I would never have been become the wrestler that I am today. Like that's grateful. That's knowledge that is in, invaluable. Like that's something that you can't teach people. That's something you learn by experience. And I've been extremely lucky to have experience pretty much everywhere. Every style, every pretty much program, every way of doing business. Like I've learned it. I've done it. And that was what made, make Sammy Callahan, Sammy Callahan. 
really are and you're one of a kind you are really one of like the the flag bearers for impact wrestling and impact wrestling is experiencing a lot of people coming back or that are new to the company and someone new i actually recent or someone that just returned i recently spoke to was nick aldis what did you think about nick aldis stepping back it foot into impact wrestling at rebellion i love that impact wrestling is a revolving door like what made me a fan of like wrestling in the 90s so much was like it was unpredictable. You never knew who was going to show up where, when, or why. Like for Impact Wrestling to be a company where you don't know where who's going to show up, what's going to happen, that's valuable in the world of professional wrestling. Like I hate professional wrestling that is so cookie cutter and so easily to predict. Like I want to be able to take people to be like, oh, we're going to the left and then take an immediate hard right. Like that's like the one thing professional wrestling could do uh, that other avenues of entertainment can't do we're we're sport we're melodrama we're comedy we're, we're a little bit of everything and like impact wrestling being able to do that and like now to the scale we're doing it is something truly special that's unveiling in front of the entire world of wrestling's eyes it is and you talk about that revolving door you have kind of a revolving door Kind of going both ways with New Japan Pro Wrestling. I've seen stars from New Japan and Impact Wrestling. Uh, Speedball Mike Bailey is right now over in Japan for the best of the Super Juniors. And coming up in August, you got Multiverse United 2. You're someone that really hasn't had, you know, since the partnership or re-partnership with New Japan Pro Wrestling, like a high-profile match. If you were to have that on Multiverse United from Suzuki. New Japan. Suzuki. <laughs> People's been begging for it for years. We've only ever touched in multi-man matches before, like the Death Machine versus Suzuki. I think the story writes itself, and that's money. Like, that's the match. That's one of my dream matches. I've pretty much had almost every dream match I've wanted in professional wrestling, other than a couple. But Suzuki's one of them. The Death Machine versus the Murder Grandpa, like, that, that just needs to happen. You, you like took the words right out of my mouth because that's what I want to see. I want to see you and Suzuki and who's going to die. That's what, that's what I think most fans are going to be thinking when that happens. No, people have tried. They have <laughs> failed. I ain't afraid to take an ass whooping to give an ass whooping. And I see that. I see that a lot. Now, I brought up Nick Aldis. And if I bring up Nick Aldis, you know, his focus is on the Impact World Championship. So I got to bring up the Impact World Champion, Steve Macklin, who you have some history with from feuding last year. Is that something that you kind of have your eye or in the back of your mind? Always. Going I back think to everyone on the roster should always have an eye on whoever the world champion is. Uh, Steve Macklin's a guy. Look, we don't see eye to eye on a lot of things. We've had some knockdown drag out fights. But damn, do I respect that dude. Like. You look at what he's done. He's a guy, a lot like myself, that may not have like got an opportunity somewhere else. And he like even when he got to impact, I don't even think the wrestling world truly knew what they're going to get. And over the past year, that dude, along with Josh Alexander, has been one of the most consistent professional wrestlers on the planet. He's a badass. He takes no shortcuts. He don't care if you attack him from the back or the front. He's gonna fight you. And having a guy like that as a world champion, and I like. I love seeing that the world is finally coming on to Steve Macklin because as a kid, he's the type of wrestler that would have been one of my favorite wrestlers. A guy like him going against Nick Aldis, like Nick Aldis is looking to get back in the good graces of impact, win that world championship. He is a very classically trained wrestler that he's very good at that. But Steve Macklin is not a guy you can train for. Steve Macklin has legitimately fought wars on the opposite end of the earth. Like he is not a guy that like, 
you make a game plan for because he is unpredictable. He is a wild card. You never know what he's going to do. And he's a guy that can adapt to pretty much everything. Like, so if those two end up button heads, it's going to be a wild one because styles make fights. And those two guys could not be on the complete opposite end of the spectrum. So true. It's very true. And you brought up someone else I wanted to ask you about, Josh Alexander, who just recently went out with a serious injury. And you're someone who recovered from your injury just shortly, like one year ago uh, at Under Siege. Is there anything that you would say to Josh or you have said to Josh about oh, the recovery an process? He's an animal. Like, I know this isn't even like something he's fretting about. He's one of the best professional wrestlers in the world. Like, you look at Josh Alexander, and over the past year and a half, he's the one of the longest, if not the longest reigning Impact Wrestling World Champion in history. Uh, and he is a bad dude. Like, that dude does not have a night off. It is 150% every night of the week. And I love that over the past years, people see exactly what we've seen, that he is one of the best tactical wrestlers on the absolute planet. He's an absolute ace for Impact Wrestling. Like, he's came back from a broken neck before, like, He's going to come back from this stronger than ever, and he's going to go right back to dominating Impact Wrestling because he is that good. Is he someone else you would like to lock horns with? Because, you know, I've seen you guys mix it up, but never like a mainline story. That's the really one of the few. We I have really thrown down one of the matches yeah. uh, right before Josh Alexander got signed of Impact Wrestling. Me and him had the bloodiest cage yeah. match in possibly Canadian wrestling history for Destiny Wrestling, where Josh Alexander was actually offered a contract right after that match. Josh Alexander's a dog, dude. Like, he's a bad dude. Like, I, he's a guy that any. He's another guy you can't prepare for because you can't prepare for getting hit as hard as Josh Alexander is going to hit you. He's the walking weapon for a reason. And like I said, more people are coming to Impact Wrestling. And the biggest name recently was Trinity. Trinity fought to coming over to Impact Wrestling. What do you think about her entry and the Knockouts division overall? With it's now huge. Trinity, like, added? it's huge not only for the Knockouts division. I think it's also huge for Trinity. Like you look at every wrestling company around the planet right now. I would put our Knockouts division on par, if not better, than every division on the planet right now. If I was a female wrestler, if I was a knockouts wrestler, I would want to wrestle at Impact Wrestling, our girls' main event, and have epic matches. You can look at a girl like Diana Perrazzo, any gender, one of the best technical wrestlers on the planet. Like having Trinity now added to the piece of that, that's only going to make that division better. And I think it's also going to give someone like Trinity, who has been successful in other places, a chance to like really show what she's even capable of, even more so. Like the the handcuffs are off. Like Impact Wrestling. I, I hate using the term the sky is the limit, but the sky is 100% the limit. And getting a chance to have her on Impact Wrestling is huge for us. I think it's an awesome deal. And like I, I for one, am extremely excited to see what she can accomplish in Impact Wrestling because she's another world-class athlete. And she's another one that's that good. And now seeing matches we've never seen before with her is something that's going to be really special for the wrestling world. I absolutely agree with you. My final question, I had to ask about the Wrestling Revolver because it's personally one of my favorite independent shows. Just recently watched Mayhem for All, a tremendous show top to bottom. And you're one of the few kind of contracted stars to a major promotion who's running their own independent promotion outside of that. What is kind of the difference from coming in, clogging in for Impact Wrestling to running the whole show for Wrestling Revolver, being you that has so much experience running shows since you were like because that's that's all me man like that's like 
what I love about like promoting a show. Like, sure, I have like a guy like Phil Stamper. He's my right hand man. Like a lot of stuff in Revolver doesn't happen for him. But having my vision like be put out there and like we we really preach like uh wrestling for our generation by our generation this is a chance for our generation to do our vision of professional wrestling it's not just one style it's a buffet it's hardcore it's technical it's lucha libre it's comedy it's amazing women's wrestlers intergender wrestling is everything all over the sun and then having a guy who's one of my great friends moxley be so involved in it as he is like right now wrestling revolver like i would put it on par with any other independent wrestling company on the planet because we're not just a wrestling show like it's never boring like if you look at our production you look at what we do like our shows flow together better than almost anyone in indie wrestling around the planet it's a rock concert it's a every event seems like it's something special and that's like what i loved about professional wrestling that i'm now able to give back to the wrestling world and our roster right now absolutely ridiculous i'm able to give young talent an opportunity to shine i'm able to give experienced talent a chance to have absolute dream matches is also a place that like everyone comes there and we're all working for the same goal. That's just put on kick-ass pro wrestling matches because almost everyone I book is people that just love professional wrestling. Yeah. Like I said, one of the few places, like you said, where you can see John Moxie outside of AEW. So that's another place I love. It's all the young talent crash Jackson. So had to mention that. So thank you for, for talking about that. And thank you so much for your time with this interview, please, Sammy, let the people know where they could follow you, follow wrestling revolver and anything else you got going on. You don't got to follow me if you want to. You know me. I guarantee you're already following me. But you can follow my wrestling company, The Wrestling Revolver, on all social media platforms, at PW Revolver. And you can't forget Impact Wrestling all over the world. You can watch it on DAZN. You can watch it on Impact Ultimate Insiders. Ultimate Insiders, YouTube. It's like, I think, $1.99 a month. You get all the specials. You get to watch every episode live as it's airing. It's a great deal. If you got internet, you got Impact Wrestling. And right now, like, it is a great time to be a professional wrestling fan because right now, big things are happening. And professional wrestling for Impact Wrestling is only going to get that much bigger. Look at that. Nailed it. Nailed it. Putting it over. Got all the bases covered. Got what we need to do. Everyone watch Impact. Everyone watch me. Everyone watch Wrestling Revolver. Everyone get ready to see what the wrestling world's going to do. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Bang, bang, boom. See, are you? I did the intro. You got the outro. I know. So. We nailed it. Good team. <laughs> We're a good team. We're really good at interviews. It is me, it is me, your true old feed dog, SP3. Remember to drop the thumbs up, share with your friends, comment down below, let us know what you thought about this interview. This has been True Heels BTR Between the Ropes with the Death Machine, Sammy Callahan. We are signing off until next time.